It is a very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan with you right through to about one o'clock or so for the next hour. We want to get your text, your WhatsApps, by the way. Don't forget, you can WhatsApp at any stage at 85 100 2255. There's the number on the screen. 0800 double, sorry. 085, where did I get the 0800 from? 085 100 2255 at any stage. You can WhatsApp the show, get involved. We can read out your comments towards the end of the show. And if you want to come on the air, they shall call you back. All you got to do is say, actually, if you want to just send a WhatsApp saying, put me on, uh, they'll happily call you and put you on the air and we can have a chat with you. The death penalty. And I decided to talk about this today because I happened to read an article whereby in one state, for example, Florida, they've had more people sentenced to death this year than last year. But generally speaking, in America, where it would be famous for the death penalty, of course, or the debate goes on because half of the states have the death penalty, the other half don't, the numbers of people sentenced to death, or well, not sentenced to death, certainly going to death row and actually being uh, you know, given the death penalty, have reduced dramatically in the last 20 years, from roughly 80 on average per year back in 2000 to about seven or eight now. So they have reduced the numbers. More people get pardoned. When I say pardon, pardon by governors to remain in jail for the rest of their lives rather than be sentenced to death. Michael Manning, by the way, in 1954, April the 20th, was the last person to be sentenced to death in Ireland. He was from Limerick. And he became the 29th and the last person to be legally executed in Ireland. By 1964, the death penalty in Ireland was abolished. But actually, in fact, it was only taken out of our constitution, I think, in and around the mid-1990s. So it's abolished forever. And the reason it's abolished forever is because we're part of the European Union. So if we ever want to bring it back in the death penalty again, we'd have to leave the EU because we couldn't go against the EU regulations and the EU laws. Because remember, we're part of the European state now. So in some countries, you can be sentenced to death for acts that should never be criminalized, for example, like homosexuality. In others, it's reserved for acts of terror and murder. In America, for example, it's homicide, murder one, or killing a child mass murder. Depending on the state, the laws are slightly different. In some states in America, you don't even have to kill somebody. For example, the abduction and rape of a child can carry a death sentence in some states. And probably rightly so, too. The death penalty is cruel and inhumane and degrading, according to Amnesty International, and they oppose it. There are pros and cons to it. There are 2,400 prisoners right now in the United States waiting to be sentenced or waiting for the death penalty. They're on death row. Most of them will never see it. Many prisoners have been sentenced to death wrongly over the last 50 or 60 years. That number has come down dramatically since, of course, nowadays we have better investigations. We have DNA evidence. So generally speaking, nowadays when somebody's put in jail, we know that they're guilty. Unlike maybe 30 or 40 years ago, there was a strong possibility that they weren't guilty. We can also have police corruption and all those sorts of things as well that can send people to jail. But for the most heinous crimes in society, Murder, rape of a child, serial killers. Do you believe people should be sentenced to death? Now, in Ireland, of course, a life sentence is not really a life sentence. In America, a life sentence means you spend the rest of your natural life in jail in a six-foot cell on bread and water, whatever it happens to be. I wouldn't like to go to an American penitentiary. But in Ireland, of course, the jails are much nicer, some of them almost like hotels. And you get to spend, at most, 20 to 24 years in jail for murder. You'll probably walk out after 14 or 15 and if you murder four or five people, it makes no difference because you will get concurrent sentencing, which means that if you get 15 years for each person you killed, you still only spend 15 years in jail. So you, if you're going to kill somebody, you might as well kill four or five and take them all with you. But that's kind of what the law suggests in Ireland when it comes to concurrent sentencing. So I want to know what you think when it comes to the death penalty. Is it a life for a life? Or do you believe the death penalty is outdated and inhumane?
Let me know what you think. The number is 85 Let me go to Stephen. Stephen, how are you? How are you doing, Niall? How are you keeping? Good. Stephen, the death penalty. Do you believe it's warranted? Yeah. Ever warranted? I, I do believe it's warranted in certain cases, um, in certain cult- cultures, in certain countries. Um, like, you know, it, it, the, the view on the death penalty is different wherever you go. Um, the guillotine in France uh, was last used in 1977 uh, to kill a person who was uh, convicted of murder. So, you know, the French would make a spectacle of this, bring you down to the town square. Mm-hmm. That, I feel, is dehumanising. Uh, it, it lowers the value of life to anyone who witnesses it. You know, they used to bring it's quite recent, by the way. I didn't realise it was 1977. That's quite recent, actually, isn't it, when you think about it's it? It's very recent. Yeah. And uh, people people would have brought their children to see this. Yeah. So you're, you're, not, you're not going to foster um, a, a, a society that values life by ending life and celebrating it uh, at the same time as punishment. It's self-defeating. Um, so I, like, there's very few countries that I believe get the death penalty right. Um I also feel that we are now entering a period of extreme politicisation uh, uh, across the world, where, where, where you know there are there are regimes taking foot in Western countries now that are are you know anti-constitutional, which which means you know hand in hand with very much so uh, anti you know whoever's against them mm. could could be. Uh, you know, targets for these type of punishments um, if they were to come in. So, for instance, if a far-right government, which far-right governments tend to favour death penalties, far-left governments uh, or far-left people tend to argue against the death penalty, such as, you know, like Amnesty International being a far-left yes. organisation. If a far-left, uh, a far-right government came into play and their opposition uh, were, 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 you know, being a little bit hard to uh, stay ahead of, uh, the death penalty could be used, uh, let's say, hyperbolically, you know, or over the top. And uh, this, this is why, um, you know, you have to be careful of whatever law you pass, because it's a double-edged sword. Who's going to get this? Uh, who's going to be in, 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 in the seat of power? Who's going to have their hand on the sword? At the moment, we have a woman as the head of the Department of Justice who doesn't know her head from her ass. So I absolutely would not hand Helen McEntee the ability to kill people. Um, well, it wouldn't. Well, it wouldn't be Helen McEntee because, of course, they're separated from the judicial. It's the judicial who decides. Well, I, I, I get what you're saying, but this 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 person is pushing for these type of reforms. So, what, what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that uh, every five years we have a general election, and you know, yeah, you could, well, you can you can have two or three ministers for justice in that period of time. By the way, because you know they step down or get could. booted out you or whatever could. it is, which makes my point even more, which is that uh, the, the uh, the, the wind, or you know, whoever, who, whatever group of society should come under the the death penalty, uh, you know, categorization will change and change so often that uh, it, it it will be you know it, it will be obviously abused. And uh, in America, we can see this with the states. Uh, if it becomes a red state, death penalty comes back. Blue state, death penalty goes away. And that happens while people are in prison. I I think it is inhumane, regardless of what person has done to have their uh, uh, potential um, sentence uh, change like that while they're sitting there. 
I also believe that um, not knowing where you stand uh, as, as a person in society in general who is, let's say, an upstanding person in society um, when, when you have to defend yourself. So somebody kicks your door in, like we've seen in, in down in Waterford, where, where a person kicked a door in of a house and uh, received a defensive blow of a knife and died. Um, you know, that person received jail and uh, that person could have received the death penalty in a country like Ireland if we had the death penalty passed. So mm. I, I, I don't think we have... Um, a ration, a ration. The only the only thing I will say in defence of the death penalty, and, and and I don't defend the death penalty, but in certain countries in the world, for example in Japan, where the victim's family decide the sentence of the killer, they've seen you yeah. know they've the lowest uh, homicide rate in the world as far as I know, um, because of yeah. the way they they dole out justice. In other words, for families and victims, it can be finality and it can be crucial for them to see, if you want to call it retribution. And that kind of argue, that brings up the whole principle of the justice system and prison. What's prison for? Is it for rehabilitation, retribution, revenge? I mean, what what is the purpose of prison? So, if the purpose of prison and punishment is retribution, well, then life for life, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah, and this is that's where I agree with the death penalty. But I don't think, like in modern Ireland, where we are now sellotaping ideas from other parts of the world together to make our country, which is a terrible idea to just suddenly attach a death penalty onto what is a tolerant society, um, an open-minded society. Uh, we have embraced rehabilitation um, as part of... Uh, I'm not too sure how well we do it, by the way, can I just point out? <clears throat> we don't do it very well at no, all. No, no, prisoners come out of prison just as bad, if not worse, than they were when they went in. Because most of them re-offend yeah. again. That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, exactly. well, I remember speaking to Governor Lonigan many, many years ago. I interviewed him. And he, he talked to me about the fact that he would see grandchildren of people that he had seen before in prison and children of people he'd seen before in prison. It was generations of families that were coming through the prison service. Yeah. You know? The, 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 like the type of crime definitely passes on in, in families, etc. Um, but if you, if you have a society that has both rehabilitation and death penalty, what you're going to have is, uh, and I, I, I do feel that you are right, we, we failed with the rehabilitation. It doesn't work with certain crimes, such as uh, murder. Murder changes a person. Um, also does, but does it, have, I mean, I know there's no evidence in the United States that the states that have the death penalty, there isn't a reduction in homicide, so there doesn't seem to be a lesson learned. But do you believe that yeah. at any point, if a person is contemplating a crime of murder, which is premeditated, of course, that they would take into consideration, if I get caught, I'm going to be killed, or I'm going to die at the hands of the state? Uh, or, or do you believe people just don't care about that? That's not going to make an ounce of difference. Well, this, this crosses over with the idea, or the, you, know, you know, like the common claim of someone commits murder, and then they say, look, I'm, I'm pleading insanity. Well, well, um, by the way, that's a bonkers situation we have in this country. In Scotland, it's yeah. guilty by reason of insanity. In this country, it's not guilty by reason of insanity, which means the person doesn't have a criminal conviction. And I find that the most bizarre thing in the world that a person would admit they killed somebody, but hey, I'm insane, so I'm not guilty. I, I just find, well, I mean, I, we've seen I, classic I, cases where people have walked out of Dundrum after years and been free. I, I, I would be more in favour of somebody who knew what they were doing, admitted what they did, and admitted what they did was wrong. <clears throat> rather than someone being insane because they have no control over themselves. That person should... Oh, well, I, I think anybody who kills somebody is insane anyway. You know, I mean, there must be a level of insanity at that moment in time. But, but stay there for a second because I want to go to Maliki as well. Maliki Steenson, uh, family law solicitor. Uh, Maliki, good afternoon to you. 
Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, Maliki, you've been an advocate of the death penalty for many years. Now, it's not coming back in Ireland, of course, unless we ha- leave Europe and have a referendum, uh, because it's already out of our constitution. So, in I mean, in what respect do you believe it actually works? Because if you look at the United States as, as an example of Western society with the death penalty, let's not talk about countries in the third world, etc. But if we look at an example in Western society, it doesn't seem to make a difference statistically to the amount of murders that happen. Well, well, firstly, um, let me just say I agree with all of your comments there in relation to RTE earlier. Um, and at one time I was an advocate of the ending of the death penalty, but now I think that this woolly liberal attitude to criminal justice hasn't worked. And I'm sick and tired, and you mentioned John Lonergan, I'm sick and tired of, of John Lonergan coming out with that same comment when he is one of the people and the regime in the prisons that in his period are one of the causes of recidivist crime. Now, I don't think any of your listeners would disagree with me when I say that the guy, the Nigerian um, failed asylum seeker who's doing 11 years for raping an elderly woman with dementia in a nursing home, wow, now yeah. being investigated by 20 other cases, shouldn't be uh, put to death. He is of no value to society in or out of prison. And I would have no compunction in giving that man a very slow and tortuous death. Uh, and, and by the way, the way, we're all very passionate about individual cases. I can think of 100 cases throughout the last 20 years particularly one that springs to mind, and I'm trying to remember the name, is that man, I think it was in Kerry, who went to a woman's house uh, late at night on Christmas Eve, and uh, he brutally murdered her, set the house on fire with the children in the house, and got got three concurrent sentences for murder for 14 years. I mean, that's crazy. That man doesn't deserve to breathe the same oxygen as you, me, and Stephen, and everybody else. And look at the result of that. Because people like him have effectively got away with what they've done. There has been more and more, and there is particularly more violence now and in-family murders. If you look at any of the murders in recent times, the vast bulk of them are by people who know each other. Leave the whole gangland situation aside and, and those type of murders, because they're in a different category. Yeah, they're killing each but other. A lot of yeah. And the, the attitude when they go into court is to claim insanity. And in general, they plead guilty because the state couldn't be arsed uh, fighting the case. And they plead guilty but insane and they're off to Dundrum or wherever Dundrum has moved to now because I believe we're getting all the asylum seekers into Dundrum, oh. Dundrum now. Um, but By the way, just to mention, Brian Hennessy, Brian Hennessy was the man I was trying to think of who, who murdered those three, those two children and that I, woman. I don't think any of your, your listeners, or indeed in the North, where... Um, during Drunk Cree, where a guy burned a house to, and killed two young children. I don't think any of your listeners would disagree with that. Okay, but, okay no. so we, but, but, we've got into all the different cases. And in principle, with those horrible, horrible crimes, and you mentioned the man who raped the elderly woman as well, I mean, those horrible crimes, we believe somebody should pay with their life. But, but, but hang on, but is, is that the right thing to do? Isn't that the question? Well, it's very, very strange, isn't it, Niall, that the people who advocate against the death penalty are the very same people who advocate for killing children be- before. Okay, you're going to get into the abortion debate now. I know, I know. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just making the corollary with that. They're the same people who argue that elderly people at the end of their days should be euthanized because they're of no value to themselves or to society. Yet some scumbag who rapes an elderly woman or a child should be allowed walk free after a couple of years. This liberalism 
has brought us to where okay. we are. You're, well, you're not giving me an answer. Okay, so, so do you believe we should have the death penalty in this country um, for those crimes? And when I talk about crimes, crimes like, you know, killing three people, two children, um, and it would be reserved, obviously, for murder. Do you believe no, well, we should... I don't think it should be reserved for murder. I think it should be re- reserved for particularly crimes and rape of children and of elderly people. Well, they do in some, and, in some states you know, in America. That's the way it is. Yeah, I know. And, and I'll just contradict you on, on two points. You said the death penalty wouldn't come back here um, because we're in the EU and there'd have to be a referendum. Well, firstly... No, we'd have to leave. No, what I said was we'd have to leave the EU and then we'd have to have a referendum. Well, in 10 years, we will be out of the EU. And at is that, that time, your prediction? Is this, okay. this, country, this country keeps going the way it is. A vast majority of people will want the death penalty. Hmm. You know, and again, the legalities of it is we would have to leave the EU because we can't bring it in as a part of the European Union. And also, and we'd also have to have a referendum to, to put it back into the Constitution. We would need a referendum to put it back in. Whether we have to leave the EU, uh, European Union is a, is a different matter. Well, well, there's no, well, there's no European countries. There's no country in the EU with the death penalty currently at the moment. That doesn't mean we can't do it, right? The, the, I don't know. I think, Maliki, you're wrong. I don't, I don't think we can. The government, the government in this country decides what laws it wants to um, recognise from the European Union. For instance, we all know that, that NCT, for, or not NCT, uh, the, the, what's the tax you pay? VRT, is illegal. Yeah, but we pay a fine. We pay a fine for doing that every year. We pay a fine. So maybe we'll just pay a fine every time we execute. Okay, but I, I get the point Stephen is making. Sorry, James, I'm going to be wishing a second. I get the point Stephen is making too is, that if you, if you reduce the death penalty to heinous crimes that don't include murder, for example, depending on who the Minister for Justice of the day is, you know, we, we could see a situation where I'm not suggesting innocent people would be sentenced to death, but those who would normally just go to jail and we'd say, look, that's a horrible crime, would be sentenced to death. And, you know, and we don't give people a second chance or a possibility of rehabilitation. I think that's the point you were making, Stephen, wasn't it? Well, there is no rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah, so, well, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Stephen, just go ahead and make that point there again very quickly. Well, it, it, it was kind of the point I was making. I think Maliki would agree me on a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of these points, especially about the people I'm talking about, which is the, um, like the current uh, justice minister hasn't the, the foggiest about how, uh, let's say, uh, uh, um, let tolerance would work. <laughs> yeah, okay, you both have no faith in her. Some people seem to like her. I don't know why, but there you go. Helen McEnany doesn't uh, understand the difference like the Constitution. Sorry, the only people who like are the NGO heads who are being paid by the state. Okay, well, 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 she is pushing through a lot of legislation. Sorry, I'm actually keeping James waiting for ages there, lads. Just wait there for a second. Let me just go to James as well. James, hi. How are you doing? You're on the Live Bonham podcast. Afternoon, Tina. How's it going? Uh, James, do you agree in principle with the death penalty? I do in principle, Niall. And as I text in there to Pete and uh, and Karen rang you back there, um, I had a last year um, I collected a, a couple from Texas and we were just just chatting away and the usual stuff are you enjoying Ireland sorry it's a slightly long story it'll just take me about two minutes so just bear with me okay um, uh, so we're just chatting away the usual crap you enjoying Ireland first time yada 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 where have you been through stuff like that so they said yeah they said look we, we've always wanted to come to Ireland and uh, she said but well, we've had a few traumatic years in the last few years and I went oh god I kind of so normally when you hear that from an older couple the first thing you kind of look at them and say I was one of them in ill or something I said oh, alright I'm sorry look I hope everything is okay and where one of you ill I goes oh no 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 she says our daughter was murdered wow. like, oh right okay 
I said, and, and so the little voice in my head is saying, should I ask more or should I just leave it? So um, I said, you know, oh, God, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, you know, I hope, you know, things. So anyway, they basically told me that the daughter's boyfriend um, murdered and raped her and was caught, was convicted, was sentenced to death. So he was executed by lethal injection in, in the state of Texas. So they said to me that um, they viewed the... Um, they viewed it when they did it. Um, they said at the time they'd still had a lot of anger towards him, a lot of hate towards him. So it was very, very easy for them to, to see him being put to death because they felt like justice was served. So um, after about two to three to four weeks to a couple of months after, they started thinking about it. They were both telling me that they were you know, devout Christians and they were thinking more about it. And they kind of felt then long term, they didn't get any justice. They felt like that the ex-boyfriend probably should have stayed in prison for the rest, the rest of his, his life. Rest of life, yeah. But because it was Texas, and as, as I think Stephen mentioned, it's a red state. Generally, you murder somebody in Texas, um, you know, you're getting the death penalty. Now, as Stephen and Bob Malachi had mentioned, the way I, I, how I would feel about it, I think if someone went out to pre premeditate murder somebody, I think they should receive the death penalty. I think if you murder somebody, if there's a fight and, you know... Well, that's manslaughter, yeah. Murdered, yeah. Yeah, I think you should spend a long time in prison if you can be rehabilitated. Now, it's very easy. But, but here's the point, and, and sorry, I, I want to come to stay there, James, because I want to go back to Stephen Amalekie very quickly. Because, Stephen, maybe I'm completely wrong, but you believe in God, yes? Uh, I'm wrestling with that one. Okay. Mal- Maliki, I know, has talked about his, his faith in the past. So, is that not contradictory? Then you know if you no, believe no, in God and no, 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 yeah, well, no, 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 I'm ju- I'm just saying because and what the point James is making is a really good one. So there's a family who are exper- have experienced this, and, and I was thinking about this earlier on today that if somebody murdered you know a member of my family or whatever it was, instantly of course you want to put a bullet in their head. That's the first. That's their, your first thought. I want to kill them or I want them to be killed. A life for a life. But then they're dead, and you go, did I really get justice? Would I not prefer to see them languish in a six-foot cell and be pissed off and lose their liberty for the rest of their life? I think I'd prefer that as punishment long-term. I think, I think the death penalty is a short-term answer, isn't it? If I could answer your question... Well, well, hang on, just one at a time. Sorry, Stephen, go ahead, yeah. It's well known in religious circles that murder is not permitted, but killing is. There are times when you can kill under, let's say, the Abrahamic... Uh, faith system um, that's well known that, that, that the death sentence is acceptable for heinous crimes and, and it, 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 it was it, you know clearly throughout the Bible throughout the Koran throughout the Torah that all these all these sick crimes can be punished by death so uh, from a religious perspective there isn't any confliction um, well, well, the only exactly. confliction would be that you're religious and you're meant to be Christian, you're meant to be forgiving. I'm not talking about literally in the Bible of what it says, yeah. or I'm talking about being forgiving and, you know, and allowing people, you know, to, to reconcile with themselves and, um, you know, to apologize to God, essentially. So what I'm saying is, is from a Christian point of view, Malachi, if you just want to respond to that really quick, because you're yeah, a Christian well, too. For, for an eye, for an eye. And, you know, you, you talk about different people will react in different ways. And I think by concentrating on murder, you're not concentrating probably on the worst crimes. You know, although clearly murder would be up there. If you have a young child who's raped by a paedophile, that man has destroyed that child's life forever. 
and I, you know, would find no difficulty in yeah. handing him over to the family to do whatever they wanted with him. Yeah. If it's to string right him up in a barn and slash him with razor blades and let him bleed to death, so be it. Um, the same with somebody who... And, and, and I think every... Well, yeah, but see, Malik, that's fair enough. And, you know, and everybody feels like that. That's the way everybody feels. And I'm sure James is the same as well. But in saying that, we, we were more civilised than that. We've come a long way I as a society. I mean, you know... Yeah, well, we are. We are more civilised than that. Civilised... Well, we'll have to look at your definition of civilised. Is somebody who protects their family against whatever may come at them not more civilised, and, and does whatever is necessary to do that, rather than allow the state to, to pussyfoot around and, and deal with, you know, ah, give him a couple yeah but, you heard, yeah, yeah, but you heard what you James know, said about that couple. I mean, they hated the boyfriend, they wanted him dead, but as you said, James, once he was dead, they kind of felt they didn't get justice then, James. Well, that's an individual position. And if a family wants to stay... Well, no, I, I, I wouldn't say it's an individual position. I, I, I understand the point that James is making, and I don't think it's an individual... I think many people in the similar situation no, to them probably feel the same way. People. Yeah, but there's an awful lot of people who will say, just hand them over to us, and we'll deal with them. <laughs> Those people should have that choice. <laughs> you can't you can, you can be going down that route. James... Yeah, have we moved on as a civilised society in the Western world? Should we be moving away from that form of punishment? I don't know, Niall. Like, as, as both did, did or two, uh, as the lads have said there, there are certain crimes, Niall, that do deserve, you know... Absolutely. Or, you, know, it, it, you know, like, as, as Malin Jamal kind of about that Nigerian guy who raped that, that dementia patient, that's just vile. Now, I just think if somebody goes out to deliberately do something like that, absolutely, Niall. I think the dead penalty should be in, you know... Um, as I said, you know, if you're out in a night out, you can interrupt someone, you hit them a dig, they fall over, smash their head open and die. You know, if it wasn't premeditated, you know, it should be a manslaughter, you should do whatever, 15, 20 years, and, you know, if you can. I think if you did that, to me, I think what I would do, if I did that to somebody, I would hope that if I did my crime, did my time, I would try and make myself a better person out of it, coming out, I would learn from it, try and be a better person from it. You know, as I said, if I didn't go out to, pre like if I went out to deliberately kill somebody and I was convicted, I should spend either the rest of my life in prison or, you know, you know, death by lethal injection. But as I said, when you, when I met this couple Nile and I was chatting about, I, I've never had this experience before. I, I, I didn't know how to, how to deal with it. And, you know, uh, you know, like they said, they've, they've adapted with it over time, but they said, you know, they'll never get over it because of course, naturally, they lost their child in, in such horrific circumstances. But I don't think any of us really could say how we would deal with that situation. And hopefully none of us will ever actually be in it. How we would so, well, well, I think it has to be, well, I think it has to be either death or life in jail because if it's not life in yeah. jail and it was a member of my family, I'd be sitting outside the prison walls waiting for them to come out with so a bullet. Yeah, well, like, I, mean, yeah, so, yeah, I think, I think so, we all would. Yeah, life, it, Life. And I, I see now there's proposals to reduce the automatic or to increase the automatic remission to a third rather than a quarter, you know, because that on good behavior. I, I mean, I, by the way, I never understood the idea of remission on good behavior or reduced sentence on good behavior. You're meant to be, be good, well behaved. You're not, you should actually get an increased sentence for not behaving yourself. It should be the other way around. The idea that you reward somebody from be, for behaving normally is bonkers. Just my thoughts. Yeah, but Niall, I think the prison service just won't rid of them, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you, you hear of so many people going into prison and causing more problems when they're in there than they did on the outside. Like, there's some absolute, seems to be some absolute lunatics in prison. So, 
the prison service is probably happy to see the back of half of them. Uh, let me let me go to Sharon as well. Um, you can take two there, Karen, if you want. Uh, let me go to Sharon. Sharon, how are you? Hi, Niall. Hi, Niall. Um, um, do you agree with the death penalty? Uh, I'm in two minds about it. Okay. I think I'd prefer the long prison sentence. Now, it does say in the Bible, an eye for an eye. Um, but mm. reflecting on it now, I kind of think, you know, death by lethal injection would be too quick. I mean, would it be a deterrent? Obviously not. If it's in Texas and murders are still happening, it's probably not a deterrent. But, no, uh, I, I, th I think if you faced the idea of life, uh, the rest of your natural life in jail in a horrible penitentiary in America, and let's be clear about not the, an Irish life. Yeah, not, not, not an Irish version of life. No, no. Because we know we know that, that is that's you know, that's fifteen years in a nice jail. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but if the rest of your life what's in a penitentiary, in I, I think I'd rather get the lethal injection. To be honest with you, it's an easy way out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, unless you believe in God and you believe that you've got to face. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, for myself, if anything happened to any of my family, I would prefer life and life to mean life. Mm -hmm. You know, no TVs, none of this namby pambying. Just playstations and snooker know, take tables. Them out of society. And... Yeah, no, just take them out of society and let them spend the rest of their life thinking what they did. I, I'm actually curious in relation to that. Sorry, James, are you still there? Yeah, um, I am not. Yeah. yeah. The prison service itself, as Sharon mentioned, you know, the kind of luxuries we have in Irish prisons in comparison to, say, the Bangkok Hilton or, or some of the penitentiaries in America where you're literally, you know, in a six-foot cell with a jacks in the corner and two, two bunk beds. I mean, do you, do you think we have a duty to treat people humanely while they're in jail? Because the argument is if you don't treat them humanely, they come out as animals. Um, but if you yeah. do treat them humanely, will you have a better chance of rehabilitation? Do, do you agree with Sharon or do, do you think we should treat them more humanely or what way should we do it? Well, I think, don't they say that you judge a country on how they, they treat its prison population? Um, I don't think they should have the luxuries they have in prison. Um, I think prisoners, depending on their sentence, should be made to do some sort of payback to the state, whether it be, you know, doing Sma some work. Smashing the bricks at the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the chain gangs. I wouldn't go as far as chain gangs. What about your man in Texas? What's that? The Sheriff Papayo or whatever his name is who brings them all out into the desert in the tents and they're all locked up and he has them all. They're literally a chain gang. Yes. Yes, I think, is, is that Texas? I thought that was Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Could the, be, okay, okay. Yeah, it could, it could be, I'm not sure. But no, I, I think that, you know, a lot of guys who do go into prison, they don't fear prison oil because, as, as you mentioned, you know, so, like, a lot of them have, you know, some of them are sharing cells, some of them are getting individual cells, you know, they have all the best of, they have TV, they have Sky Sports, they have, they have all the luxuries, they have three good square meals a day, you know, so, you know, it's not exactly... A, a real hardship. No, it's not a hellhole. Probably have no, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You lose your liberty. That's fair enough. Of course. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, the only thing you have is your liberty. But it's not like, you know, it should be a deterrent where, my God, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be locked in a cell for 23 hours a day or whatever. And if I'm not doing any sort of work release or, or you know, I think also as El Nile that if a prisoner is in there, they should, like, I, I myself, right, I would say to myself, I would hope that if anything ever happened to me and I did get a prison sentence, I would make use of the time in there. I'd maybe try and educate myself more, you know. Mm. You know, that's where I would do. I just basically wouldn't want to sit around all day moaning and complaining about what the justice system has done to me. I would try and make use of my time. Unfortunately, a lot of prisoners don't seem to do that. They just no, go in, they, they do their time, 
playing a PlayStation all day, come back out and then... Do you okay, I just committed a crime. Oh, by the way, that, that sheriff, by the way, his name, I, I'm looking at an article here, I actually didn't realise Donald Trump actually pardoned him because he was put in jail himself for criminal contempt. But um, his name was Joe Arpaio. And uh, he was the, known as the toughest sheriff in America. Uh, maybe that's what we need, Sharon. A tough, we need some tough sentencing in this country because we're just, they're just not yeah. getting tough sentencing. Yes, definitely. That is what we need. Mm-hmm. Because the murders in, our, in Ireland seem to have increased by, I don't know how much, but it's shocking every day. And, you know, um, how, how has it changed so much? How are we, are we just hearing more? No, I don't think so, because on the six o'clock news, we're just hearing, I mean, I think last night or the night before, there were about four, three yeah. or four. Yeah, I know, I know. It does, no, it does seem to be certainly increasing. And, so and you're right, I don't, think it's just, I don't think it's just knowledge. I think there are, it is increasing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is. and a lot of it is usually by people they know, you know, husbands, wives killing each other or whatever, or grannies or people that they know. It's usually people they well, know. There, there are two in the last few days that I've heard of one in my own locality, which was shocking. Yeah. And the partner did it. And, mm. you know, yeah. um, if they thought that they had to face, a, you know, the whole life in prison. Would it, would it make would a difference? It? See, this is what I'm trying to figure out, because. When you look at America, in the 24 states that do have the death penalty in America, statistically, it doesn't show that it's reduced the amount of homicides. And, and, and of course, the problem as well with the death penalty is that over the years, we have seen numerous cases, and uh, not so much now, of people who go to, uh, who are sentenced to death. Who I mean, they have a picture there of a, of a lot of people who were sentenced to death, who were actually uh, given the death penalty and died because of the death penalty, given the lethal injection, there they are there. Uh, who are innocent people. So that's that's also a danger. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of movies recently uh, that I watched on Netflix that, that there were people, there were true stories of people who were um, innocent. So I'm sure there's, you know, quite a number of people that are innocent. Yeah. Okay. Let me, well, well, let, let me go to Maureen. Hang on. Let me just go to Maureen. Now, I know Maureen is very good Christian values. Maureen. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. I, I, I'm assuming you're, I'm going to be maybe wrong here, but I'm assuming you're against the death penalty, oh, no? Uh, no, I'm not, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There was once a, there was a, a, a time when I was, but I've changed my mind on it. Right, okay. I'm afraid. Um, and why, what made you change be, your mind? No, I just looking and I suppose just seeing what's going on and seeing prison sentences people are getting and appeals and appeals and I mean for me paedophiles rapists of children murderers people murderers of children I have no problem mm-hmm. in giving them those death penalty and as we what we do see in America and I what I don't agree with is keeping people on death row seven ten years that's ridiculous I don't approve of well, that Well, that's either. generally speaking because they're appealing it constantly all the time. That's right. And they're looking yeah, for pardoning right. from the governors. So they're constantly, yeah. up, to the, up to the last 24 hours, they'll, they'll put a final plea into the local governor to try and be pardoned from yeah. the death penalty. Yeah, but if you're proved beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt or beyond a shadow of a doubt that you, are, you have committed a murder, a cold-blooded murder, well, then the only answer for me is well, to get the yeah, death but penalty. Maureen, Why put you in prison? When you say... When you say beyond a reasonable doubt, that's that's the American system of law, of course. These yeah. people, those people there uh, on the screen, they were, well, well, they'll be there in a minute. They were proven to be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Those people there, you can't, I don't know if you can see them on the screen there. 
But they're proven, they were all guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. They were all sentenced to death. They're all dead now. And then it was found out, actually, no, we made a mistake. They didn't actually do it at all. Sorry about that. We found well, them. that's unfortunate. Well, it's not just, the, it's not yeah. just unfortunate. But it is unfortunate because, I mean, they were, it is unfortunate that they were guilty, found innocent. But it's more than unfortunate, it's tragic it that is, innocent people were killed. It is tragic. Yeah, yeah it is tragic. Yeah. But they were tried and convicted. That's, that's the point. Wrongly. Wrongly, yes, it happens. But again, there are murderers out there who are guilty and they are given the death penalty. Like I said, I don't have a problem with it at all. But then, but then who decides? Well, well, okay, so we if, you, well, if you have the death penalty then, look at some countries in the world, and we mentioned earlier on, some countries in the world that you, you would get the death penalty for homosexuality, uh, you know, which is bizarre and ridiculous. That's you know right, I mean? yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Okay, so what I'm saying is, who then decides, the government of the day, which, which crimes warrant the death penalty? You mentioned a few minutes ago, murderers and paedophiles. So paedophiles yeah. deserve to die. So in another four or five years, will we say, well, okay, we'll, we'll throw in rapists of women as well. We'll throw that in there too. And then what about just abductions? Um, and then we, we start getting a bit more liberal in relation to it. Let's throw in people who just don't agree with us anymore. Um, so, you know, where does that, you know, where does that stop? Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but I'm just advocating for for murderers. As I said, paedophiles, those who rape children, who murder children, and mm-hmm. um, those kind of serious crimes. That's what I would advocate the death penalty for. And like people say, God, it's funny, you know, someone who's Catholic who is actually supporting the death penalty and saying, well. Doesn't the Bible say that you're supposed to be all love and doesn't it say something else? In fact, in actual fact, it says in Genesis 9-6, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall blood be shed. It also says in Romans 13-14, specifically, it, it specifically discusses the concept of government's authority mandating the instruction. The ruler does not bear the sword in vain. So it actually is in the Bible. But it's also in the Bible that you're supposed to be forgiving. It's also in the Bible as well that you're meant to be a Christian Bible, yes. person. Then so, I mean, and you're meant to allow people to repent as well, aren't you? Yes, you can. Yes, you also. So, that, so it's all a forgiving. bit contradictory, isn't it, really? No, it's not actually contradictory. We but, are supposed to forgive, but unfortunately, there are some people who deserve the death penalty because they are of no use to society anymore. I mean,. Some of them are in there. Maybe they're supposed to get life. Life doesn't always mean life. They might just get 20 years, 30 years. They come out. Who knows whether they're rehabilitated or not. We've seen them coming out of prisons here. And the same thing happens again. They commit the same crime that they were actually put in prison for two or maybe two or three times. Let's stay there. Let me let me go to Karen as well. Karen, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. I'm good, Nile. How are you? Good. Karen, the death penalty. Do you think it's warranted yeah. for any crimes? Absolutely, yeah. 100% like that, you know, if you go out purposely to murder somebody or any crime against a child. You know, well, any crime against a, any crime against well, no, a child? Uh, no, not any, like, you know, serious crimes okay. um, against children. Yeah, the um, rape of a child or the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was listening to what you said there about, you know, life in prison and life being life. And I, I do understand that, but I just don't think that person ever deserves to breathe the same air. 
and and I would agree with you in principle and that's the way everybody feels that's just the way you feel at that particular moment of time if it was a member of your family but here's the thing James made a really good point about the family he spoke to in his taxi who their daughter was killed by her boyfriend and he they're from Texas and he got the death penalty and they watched him being sentenced to death and three months later even though they were delighted because it was justice as far as they were concerned three months later there was a void there was a hole missing they felt it wasn't justice because he's dead now. You know, he got the easy way out. And and, and I think that's what would happen if, if, if it was a member of your family, God forbid, if it was a member of your family that was killed. The first thing you want to do instinctively is go and put a bullet in their head. Everybody wants to do that because you wouldn't be human if you didn't. But then they're dead. And you go, did I get justice? No, they're dead. Justice is, you know, watching them suffer. You know, so watching them lose their liberty, watching them sitting in a six-foot cell. I would much prefer to see that child murder sitting in a six-foot cell for the rest of their natural life till the day they die. I don't mean like Ireland for 15 years. Do you understand? Yeah. I think so. I do understand. I do. And look, I can't, I can't completely, I can't completely understand what those people went through and are going through and what they have to live every day of their lives now that their daughter is gone. But I just can't imagine if somebody did something to one of my children being on the same earth as them, whether they're locked up in a, in a black cave for the rest of their lives, they're still here on this same earth and I could not bear that. Now that's, I've never been in the situation, so <laughs> that's me speaking hypothetically, but I, I just couldn't imagine living on the same and, and I know how, I know what you mean, but it, but if they were sentenced to death and dead, that's the kind of end of it. Whereas at least if they're in a prison suffering and losing their liberty for the rest of their life, with no remission or no parole, you're getting revenge every single day. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're still alive. They're still breathing. They still have a heartbeat. They're still here. And the money that's pumped into just keeping them alive. Oh, well, I don't care about the money. If it's, you know, if it's punishment, you know, I couldn't care less about the money. Money is just a number anyway. But I mean... But then it has to be, like that, it would have to be a decent punishment. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it would have to be... Oh yeah, no PlayStations you know, or Sky Sports or anything. I kind of crack that No, goes nothing. On. Just no. a black cell. And, yeah. You yeah. know... Tray slid under the door every morning with a bit of bread and water in it. Yeah. 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 Bread and water, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I still couldn't imagine being on the same planet as that person. Mm. But I, I think what they do, was the Chinese said... That's in Japan, in so Japan, yeah, the victims, Japan. yeah, family decide what happens. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Mm. Uh, and hindsight, by or, the way, they have the least amount of murders in the world. Just throw them to the wolves. Give it to the family. Give that. That. Yeah, I think I think they only one. I think I they don't guess. even deserve to be called human. But give give it to the family and let them decide what they want to do with it. I think in Japan last year, I get someone to check. I, 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 there was one year there a few years ago. There was literally one homicide. Um, they have the, the kind of lowest rates. You know what I mean? I, I believe there's ten countries. I'm looking here, ten countries in the world where homosexuality is punishable by death. And the problem I'll say to both you, Maureen and Karen, is is that when you reintroduce the death penalty, depending on the government of the day, you know, you start moving the goalposts as to who gets yeah. sentenced to death and for what. And, you know, we, we've seen weird laws come into Ireland over the last few years yeah. that people don't support. So, you know, we're leaving it then up to a government. 
to decide who goes yeah. who goes you know on the on the chair the electric chair or the guillotine or whatever it is you decide you want to use a firing squad they still use the firing squad in some states in America by the way I think Utah state of Utah still use a firing squad let me just go to John O'D uh, John stay there please Karen and Maureen John yeah. I'm surprised you disagree with the death penalty yeah well as you know I'm 100% pro-life against abortion right so I cannot at one end of the scale be uh, pro-life and then be pro... Uh, yeah, but the, the unborn child hasn't done anything, committed a crime, so it's a different situation. I wouldn't call you a hypocrite if you said you were for it. Well, I would consider myself, if, if I was for the death penalty and it was anti-abortion, I would consider myself a hypocrite, the same as Malky has said about Amnesty International, they are a bunch of hypocrites with the abortion thing. But, I mean, you had one of the longest-serving prisoners in this state, Malcolm MacArthur, right? Who's now a free man. Yeah, he is, but and obviously he shouldn't be a free man because he was never charged with the second murder, the murder no. of the farmer, Donald Dunn. He should be reinterned for that. He killed him with no, his own gun, yeah. He did, yeah. No, he blew the face off him. No, the thing is that he made a comment, which I found, you know, I mean, I actually would have no time for that man, but I found myself in agreement with what he did say. He felt, he said, that he spent too long inside in jail because... Obviously, he was following the news and he was inside with papers and TV and whatever. And he said that yeah. he'd see people that committed murder, he said there, and they got lesser sentences. Obviously, these are people who came before the courts long after he was inside. But he said that he felt, as regards the sentences of today, that he spent too long inside in jail. So that spells it out that, number one, the people that are going, you know, are spending less time in jail than he did, which is totally wrong, because I believe that... If you go in, you die inside, simple as that. You'll stay inside there. Now, there's been comparison made about him uh, across the water, England or whatever. Mari um, mentioned there about, about different things. Um, if you believe in the death penalty, it would mean that the Birmingham Six and the Guildford Four, that those 10 people would have been hung, dead, gone, finished. And they were proved 100% innocent, right? So that's the danger. I know we have DNA, we have all this stuff now, right? But there's always that that slim chance. No, no, and, and there, there still is cases in the, in the world of police corruption, you know, where the wrong person is tried for a crime. You know, people are framed for for crimes, et cetera, et cetera. So that still happens. Not as much, mm-hmm. thankfully, as it happened many years ago, but still happens. And see, Karen, that's the danger. The wrong people go to jail. The wrong people are sentenced to death. Yeah. I know, and like Maureen said, it, that's unfortunate. I mean, I I interviewed I interviewed Nick Yaris um, for the podcast and for the radio station, by the way, and he was twenty two years in prison and on death row for a crime he didn't commit. Well, just just tell him, like, I mean, being, it's misfortunate. It definitely is misfortunate. Ah, for the person that's after being killed. It's it's, it's 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 more of mis unfortunate for somebody. I mean, it's a tragedy. I mean, you can't have the wrong. I mean, somebody said before, you know. Well, look, at least if you know if if a hundred people out of the or if ninety nine out of the hundred was actually guilty, well, then isn't it worth it? And I said, no. Well, what about the one person that wasn't guilty? You know, it, well, then the law is wrong. The the law has to be fixed. You can't do that. Every everyone is watching what's happening with the last couple of years here, Neil. I mean, like, there seems to be no value in life anymore. Like, I mean, like, the, the families, like, I mean, everyone, like, I mean, the stuff behind are seem to be treated like pure crap altogether. It's all about uh, the, the prisoners and the prisoners' rights. Mm. And look, uh, the sentences that are be handing out are an absolute joke. Oh, no, they are, no there's we, no doubt about they are. They are a joke. By the way, Karen, uh, you, I, well, sorry, just want to ask the ladies, uh, and I'll ask Maureen too, but Karen, do you believe we live in a more dangerous society now than when you were younger? Uh, 
I not, don't know. I not that you're that I old, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to be younger. Um, I think <clears throat> where a lot of this is because of social media, because of the news outlets that we have at the minute, we just know about it an awful lot more. Mm. I, is it as dangerous? I, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. I think we're very much more aware of what's happening instantly in the world. Okay. Whereas years ago, it was days, weeks, months maybe before things came out. Well, um, well, well there has been an increase in murder in Ireland, I think. I'm just looking here. Hang on. I think that's at the stats here, actually. The uh, Ireland's murder homicide rate for 2020 was 0.69, uh, a 1.12% decline from 2019. And Ireland's murder homicide rate for 2019 was 0.7, uh, which was a 13.9% or 9.5% decline from 2018. So actually, in the last three or four years, contrary to popular belief, murders actually declined. Now, there was a slight increase in 2017, but it has actually declined. So you're right, we're probably just hearing about it more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maureen, you kind of said that it was increasing, but it, it probably isn't. You're just hearing about it more. It gets no, report. I didn't say it was increasing. Oh, it was somebody before you maybe said that. But it is. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. say it was increasing. We, we just hear I think, about no, it. I do. Yeah, but I, I do think we are living in a much more um, dangerous society than we did before, even when I was younger and growing up in a teenager, late 20s, 30s. Society's got a lot more dangerous. I mean, we're seeing in our own country here every day, like, you know, women are being attacked. And, you know, how long before we're we going to see another couple of murders in this country? Well, I hope so not. to say that we're not living in a, a more dangerous society isn't true. We are. Okay, let me just and, let me, uh, okay. Let me just go to Joe and Cork as well, just before I finish up. Say, Joe, how are you doing? You're on the Nightbot podcast. Good afternoon, Nye. nice to talk to you. That's how you, are you too. Doing? You too. Thank you. Yeah, I would second what Maureen and uh, them have said there. I think for for very vicious crimes, uh, the death penalty should be used because I think we have. Uh, I think this country has gone a total set pit over the last couple of years. Like, criminality has risen probably a lot more now than what it has about 20, 30 years ago. Mm. And as you know yourself, we had a stabbing here in Cork there about three weeks ago. A man was stabbed to death uh, down there by Dawn Square uh, in broad daylight, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it, it is frightening. Because, but, but the problem is, you see, uh, our go uh, governments over the years have taken their eye off the ball. They're just, it's gone too PC and I think um, we need to tackle it head on, you know? Yeah, no, no, I couldn't agree with you more. We do need to tackle it and we need to tackle it better. We need a better justice system. We need a more robust justice system. We need people to go to jail if they commit murder for a long time. Uh, well, actually, yeah. for the rest of their lives, probably, if they commit murder, manslaughter for a long time. Uh, and that's just not happening because the argument is we don't have the prison spaces. Well, that's what they say, but, you know, if we had... Um, Look at all the money that's been squandered over the last oh, yeah. number of years on different things. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could have been... It, on radio it, presenters and RTE, for example. Yeah, sorry. Couldn't resist that. Couldn't resist that one. Yeah, there, there is money being squandered all over the place, Joe. There's, like, there's, plenty, there's plenty of land in this country it could have been could be used, but unfortunately it go, it's, it's been used for the wrong purposes. Mm. And uh, that's why we're in the mess we're in. Yeah, sorry, John. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, finish on this in this slight video, maybe. Did you hear Ryan Tuberty's impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator? No. This is what he said. I won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, will you, do you miss Ryan? Do you think he'll be back? Oh, no, I don't think he'll be 
be back. But I, I've met him as a person, and as a person, I've met him. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and no, he's a nice guy, I know, yeah. And he is a really nice person. Um, but. I've met him a few times while we were in Crumlin. Um, I, I, I hold RTE bosses accountable more so than Ryan Tobey. I mean, if someone said to me, here's 350 grand, do you want it? I'm not going to say no. You know, we're all in this together. Yeah, we're, we're all, all, in, we're all together. in together, Karen. <laughs> at a, ta- at a time when the rest of the staff, at the time when the rest of the staff were all taking pay cuts, you'd feel a bit bad, wouldn't you? No, yes, we're no, all in this no, together. I do, I do get that, but what is, what is they say? Money breeds greed or something? Mm. Um, You know, you have it you get. No, just, just, keep, just keep repeating the mantra, we're all in this together. Mm. Look, if someone hands me 350 grand, I'll, I'll, I'll pop you over a few well, can, I, can I just say that the podcast will not be on next Wednesday, um, or and I'm not going to go to work next Wednesday night, because I'm getting a big bag of popcorn, and I'm going to watch Eroctus TV all day now. I'm only joking. <laughs> because I can tell you now, if, if Ryan Turberty and Noel Kelly are coming before Eroctus, uh, the Eroctus, which I don't know whether they will, they said they may, there may be another arrangement made, because you have to remember, of course, they're not staff of RT, so they're not compelled by law. Although the minister believes she can compel them by law. But now their solicitor is saying they've made an arrangement to um, cooperate with the Eroctus and the investigating committee. So it'll be interesting to see, but they said not till next week. So I think people are marking that in their diaries already. Have you watched the? Have you watched Maureen? Have you been watching it? Watching the Eroctus, the no, RTE. No, you can be no I don't have it. No, well, you don't. It's, don't. it's on RT Telly. It's no, it's I the highest rated RTE. program this year. I think so far. I don't have RTE. I think one episode of it no, at one point was it. higher than the Toy Show. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. I, I did hear that. No, I don't I have RTE. Thank God. See that? Well, that was the other scandal that came out today. 2.2 million they spent on Toy Show the musical, which was a flop, a disaster, and was cancelled after only a couple of days. 2.2 million. You know what I mean? So they can't get anything right? Yeah, I know. I think we should do Nile Boyle and the musical. I think that'd have great rates. Yeah, the Nile Boyle, yeah, the Nile Boyle musical. The Nile Boyle musical, there you go. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I so, by the way, I know, I know Neil sent in some Sorry? Why you buy your tickets? Yeah, I know Neil yeah. sent in a few WhatsApps there, but and I would like to play them. Unfortunately, I can't play them here at the moment, but I will get around to doing that, okay? Uh, loads of people sending in their messages, by the way. We need to get rid of the government first, uh, clean out the doll of all opposition. So, uh, what? Of all the opposition? There is no opposition, Martina, on Facebook. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, a child killer and a rapist and a pedo and a serial killer, any mass killer. Yes, they all deserve the death penalty, says Philip on Facebook. Billy on WhatsApp says, isn't it ironic how all the usual pro-lifers are all pro-death penalty. Well, now you're wrong because John is on there. He's a usual pro-lifer. Uh, or no, pro... Should I say the other way around? Yeah, pro-life. No, he is pro-life. But he's, yeah, but he doesn't agree with the death penalty. So he's not, he's not a hypocrite. Sure, I was in Mountjoy Prison a few years back, says uh, Sarah. Services in this country, it's, a, uh, it's like a holiday camp. If life sentence is life and getting out in eight years is not life. Well, she's right. Yeah, getting out in eight years is not life. Listen, thank Karen. Maureen, Joe, John, and everybody else. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the thank air. You. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget, by the way, you can listen to this show on podcast in about an hour's time. Uh, it'll be up on our website, www.nalboyle.com. It'll be on Spotify, it'll be on all the usual platforms. Uh, we'll throw it up on Twitter as well for subscribers if you want to watch the whole thing. Don't forget to subscribe on Twitter. It's only a fiver a month, you miserable shites. Fiver a month. I, I, I mean... I say this to people and 
you know, they think like some sort of, I'm like begging or groveling. Look, I don't necessarily need it, but it would be good for us to sustain what we're doing here because we don't make any money out of this, you know. So it's just like saying, Niall, thank you for providing an hour's worth of debate, entertainment, information, hard work, once a day for doing that for us. Thank you. You know, if you're watching it, if you're not watching it, it doesn't matter. If you don't listen to it, it doesn't matter. But it's just the price of a pint of beer. It's like saying, you know, bringing me into a pub once a month and saying, do you want a pint? A pint is actually cheaper, to be honest with you. Or dearer, should I say. You, somebody told me in Tampa Bar now, a pint is like eight quid. I don't know, I don't drink. But if you're on Twitter watching right now, which there's a thousand of you or so I'm watching live on Twitter right now, uh, there's another God knows how many watching it on Facebook and God knows how many are going to watch it. Uh, well, we had 200,000 downloads last month, so 200,000 has watched it last month or listened to it. Um, subscribe. There's a, see up there on Twitter? There's a button that says follow. If you haven't already followed me, follow me. And then it, it turns into a button that says subscribe and it'll last you for a five or a month. Uh, go on to our website. You can subscribe there as well. Send us a donation. I don't care. <laughs> if you want to. If you're rich and you want to support us, if you want to send us a donation, we'll quite happily take it. And by the way, we do declare it. It'll be declared. It always is. And the other thing as well, by the way, is if you want to sponsor the show, you want to advertise in the show. Now, of course, ads do run, of course, on, you know, on the, the different platforms as well. But if you want us to read out an ad for your product on the air, we'll quite happily do that as well. If you're willing to pay us for that, we'll do that too. Of course, everything is about, everything has to be paid for. So please get in touch with us. And you can do that through the website, through Twitter, through Facebook, or wherever it happens to be. Or you'll, you'll find my email address actually on my Twitter account as well. Or my LinkedIn, whatever you want to do. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. It's been very interesting. When we talked about RT earlier on, share that with your friends. We'll put that up separately later on, at the bit about RT with Eamon de Valera. I thought it was sad, and it also would make you very angry too. Um, we'll join you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.